Bible says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, he has ordained strength. So, men, thank you for bringing them here. But I hope it's not because you didn't have time to come for the singing practice. Uh, because, you see, those of us who are experienced, we know all those ties. We know all those ties. We know it. We know it. Nevertheless, it's good. We give God the glory. And while they were praising you, uh, I had some women, mama, over there. They protested where they said, oh, it's her father that washes our clothes. But I want to tell you, women, they are not wrong. Because these are the days of washing machine. And who provided money for the washing machine? And when you choose, when you choose to do it, it's delegated responsibility. Hallelujah, man. Shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for my brother and my good friend, Apostle Richard Udo, for bringing me to the Father's house on the Father's day. That's the best place you can be. Hallelujah. When I looked at it, I said, oh my God, the best place to be is the Father's house on the Father's day. There is nowhere else. There is nowhere else. Hallelujah. Not even my church. I'm going to tell them next Sunday that on the Father's day, I was in the Father's house. Praise the Lord. But while I was coming, oh, the road from the bridge down to Alagbole and here, I was dancing and you know, I then said, the Lord now reminded me of the scripture, endure hardship as a good soldier for Christ. No man that warreth and tangles himself with the affairs of this life. Men, brethren, please thank God for your life. Because for someone to meander through that and come to the house of God, to the Father's house, your blessings are special. In the mighty name of Jesus, your blessings are special. And uh, like he said, I, I have a good friend in the present governor, uh, whom I respect so much, and we have a rapport. I said, today, 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 I'm going to tell him. He should fix this road. He should fix this road. And I will do so. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm told to minister on the unlimited man. And I'm a man under authority. He said I shouldn't spend more than 40 minutes. Sir, they exceeded time. I was watching the time. So, my time starts now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let us bow down here to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your name for the uniqueness of this day. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you for providing men. Lord, thank you for the sacrifice you made. Thank you because you are the man, the man, the man, the father, the father of fathers that we all look up to. Father in heaven today, as we will share your word, we pray, Lord, that you will come and teach us yourself, O oh Lord, about how to be that unlimited man. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray the entrance of your word will bring light and understanding to the simple. Today, Lord, there shall be miracle. Today, Father, there shall be deliverance. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. Blessed be thy name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. The text is taken from Philippians 4, 6, that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then Psalm 82, verse 6, and said, I say, I said, you are God. You are the sons of the Most High. When I went through it, I said, the unlimited man. 
Why should I speak about the unlimited man? I will have understood the unlimited God. Everything about man is limited now. When you look at man, everything about man is limited. Even the, you see, even today's economy actually underscores how, unlimited, how limited man is. I don't know about you. I, you know, any time the month is going to an end, I say, hey, how am I going to pay salaries of the few staff that I have? They say even now the rich also cries. I, I can't tell you how much I pay for Nepal bill, where I am. If I tell you, you will not believe it. And then we have generator, but the price is now over 800 naira. And then we, we tried and put inverter so that at least we can save some during the day. At the end of it all, it's hard. Man is very limited. Even the, the economies that are so advanced, America, for the first time, their inflation hit 8-point-something percent, about 8.5 percent last month, the first, in, first time in 40 years. And then the madman in uh, uh, Russia decided to hit his neighbor, Ukraine, and then the whole world is hungry. So you can see how limited man is. But I want to tell you this. It is not a misplacement to have the title, the unlimited man. And the reason is very obvious, brethren. The reason is very, 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 very obvious. What are the reasons why we should be, still be talking about the unlimited man in spite of the limitation of today, economically, scientifically, financially, in all areas? The reasons are obvious. One is that in the beginning, it was not so. The Bible says, in the beginning, in Genesis 1.28, when God created man, he made the man to live in perpetuity and he created him as an unlimited man. Verse 28 of Genesis 1 says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over everything that moveth on, on the earth. Man was made to be unlimited. And when I talk about man here, I mean man in generic form. After all, the women are taken from the men. So I'm talking about men and women. Human beings, we are made to be what? Unlimited. Until the devil came, a man was chased out of the Garden of Eden. And that was where man began to have limitation. Limitation first in life. He was made to live forever. But God reminded him, you are dust and to the dust you will return. That was the first limitation. Limitation that you will not have enough again to eat. I said, from your sweat, you will eat, and so on and so forth. Praise the Lord. But to understand the intention of God, when God decided, you know, in Genesis 6, that everything about man, the heart of man was wicked, he regretted, he made man, and so on and so forth. A man now came into the scene, the only exception, Noah, and the Bible says that he found favor with the Lord, and God began to redo things. You know, God repeated himself about the unlimitedness of man, about how unlimited he, he, he actually made man to be. In Genesis 9.1 and Genesis 9.7, he actually repeated what he told Adam and said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and the fear of you shall be upon everything. In other words, God made an attempt to make Noah again the unlimited man. And that was what David saw. When he wrote the psalm, Psalm 8, in, from verse 4, he said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit him? You have made him a little lower than Elohim. 
King James said angels. No, 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 no. Angels are ministry spirit, but the original tongue, when you go to do a research, is Elohim. You've made him a little lower than Elohim, and you've blessed him with all honor. You've put all things under his feet. The fish and all of this are all for him to enjoy. Again, David had to speak out through the influence of the Holy Spirit, the mind of God. Brethren, God's intention is that you will be unlimited. And from today, you will see through that prism. You will see through. And then you'll be able to do a lot of things that will restore that unto you. So my, my task today is very simple. To make you, to make you see through the mind of God so that all those obstacles, all the obstacles that limit you, all the obstacles that attempt to limit you, you begin to surmount them and then you cross over from the realm of, of limitation to the realm of unlimited uh, favor. That shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. I know so many of us are here, we dress so well, and it appears everything is fine, but if I begin to search through the heart, I will see limitation everywhere in one respect or the other. For some, it is limitation for health. You know, I, I'm not an exception. You know, when he told me that I was coming to preach three sermons, I said, hey, my dear brother, I am over 62 now. <laughs> my bones are aching. I don't think I will be able to. And he was gracious enough to say, okay, okay, if it's only one, okay. So thank you, sir, for that indulgence. Uh, it's not because I don't want to be here all the time, but I am limited by the fact that, you know, what my strength can do now is a bit limited. Some is finance. Some is even the home. It's rocky. So there's limi one limitation or the other. But as soon as you leave this place, you begin to experience a reversal in the positive in the name of Jesus. God continued to demonstrate his goodwill, like I said, to man. And we see the example in David. The life of David was such an example. When I went and saw the read the story, I said, okay, David who said... Man was made by God to be a living. Can we see a, good, a few examples in his life? And I saw many. He had unlimited favor. Praise the Lord. You know, when God, it wasn't God that actually said the, 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 the Israelites were ripe for a king. The people themselves said so. God was reluctant, so he reluctantly gave them a king that messed up their life. That was Saul. But when the time came that God would give a king, David had special favor. Praise the Lord. God told Saba and he said, for how long will you weep for Saul? Please carry your horn. Go to the house of Jesse and I will, get, I will tell you who you should anoint. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 12 to 13, you know, when, when, when Samuel got there, he made them to line up. He wanted to choose by, you know, macho, how macho they were. Eliab, this and that. God said, no, 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 I haven't. And then he said, okay, is there anybody left here? They said, nobody, no reasonable, except one small boy that is in the valley. He said, no, we are not leaving this place today. Go and bring him. He had unlimited favor. Praise the Lord. And in 1 Samuel 16, 12 to 13, God anointed David. And then, if you go again to the next chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 17, there was another a guy there who was like uh, the Russian president. <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the Putin of their own time called uh, Goliath. 
He, 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 he mesmerized the children of Israel so much that nobody was bold enough. But little David, with God's favor, did so. First Samuel chapter 17, 34 to 37. When Saul saw him and said, you little boy, you want to go there? You can see where trained army, you know, the garrison commanders and all this. They cannot do so. He said, well, please, I am unlimited when it comes to say I may look small. You may look small. You will be unlimited in Jesus' name. And he began to give example. When your servant was in the field, the lion and the deer came and wanted to, you know, do wanted to harm me. But by the grace of God, I killed them. And God who delivered me from the lion and the deer would deliver me. There are some of you that are so, you have palpitation about how you're going to confront some peculiar situation in your office. I bring the word of God to you today that you will be unlimited. That matter that is making you to wake up 3 a.m., 4 a.m., God said he has done it. All you need to do, I'm coming to that. Six things. Once you are able to do those six, you are, you are a victorious man already. In the mighty name of Jesus. God gave strength to him where he needed it. He even gave protection to him where he needed it. David delivered Philistines into the hands of the children of Israel. I thought that was a big thing. I thought it was, you know, it was going to be given national honors, the highest in the country. But what did he get? Envy. Just because women began to sing. Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands. That became an issue. Envy. And Saul began to, you know, think of how to kill David. Can you imagine? This was somebody apart from the fact that he had defeated the enemy they all feared. He was even made to come and minister through music. Because the Bible says he's now being tormented by the evil spirit. Praise the Lord. And yet, this is the person that he wanted to pluck out. But brethren, I don't know who is after your life. And this message is not only for men, for everyone. If you are on the righteous side, they will not succeed in Jesus' name. They will not succeed in Jesus' name. They may look at you as very small, but you have a big God. Because you are unlimited. Because you are unlimited. Your God will deal with them. The Bible says, surely they will gather, but not by me. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I want to give you assurance, if I can be standing before you today, hey, if I can be standing before you today, you know there is nobody here, no matter how big that threat is, go with that faith in God that you shall survive and you will prevail in the mighty name of Jesus. God gave David recovery when he needed it. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, we all know it. When he was in um, I, when he was in um, it was in uh, sorry, he Ziklag, thank you. The Amalekites came. First Samuel 30. I'm rushing, so you can write all this and read it if you, if you, when you get home. They came and they took all their goods and everything. And the Bible says he wept and wept and wept and wept and wept until there was no more tears. Some may be in the situation today. You're going through a situation whereby you say, well, the apostle has counseled you, pastors, ministers have counseled you, but you say, oh, you don't really know how I feel. And you're weeping, you are weeping, today your weeping is over. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
He called the prophet and said, okay, shall I pursue the thoughts from God? And the Bible says pursue. The Bible says he recovered all. Whatever it is you have lost, it doesn't matter how far. Is it last year? Is this this year? Is it last month or yesterday? As a servant of the living God, I prophesy that there shall be a complete and total recovery in the mighty name of Jesus. There shall be a complete and total recovery in the mighty name of Jesus. If your money is with a third party and they are saying no, they will not release it. Calamity will come upon them. And they will bring it in the name of Jesus. No matter what it is, they, could, they cannot steal your joy. Those things God will reward and return in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything, even when he wanted expensive things, there was a time, you know, you know David was a man into so many fears of the war. He, he, he fought so many battles. He said, blessed be God who trained my hands to battle. There was a time he called his men of valor. He looked across and he said, ah, I desire to drink from the water of Bethlehem. Ah, Bethlehem, the enemies are there now. The Philistines are there. How can we cross over? But the Bible says those men of valor, 2 Samuel 23, 14 to 17. Let's read that. Let's read that. 2 Samuel 23, 14 to 17. And David said, uh, let me read from 15. And David said with longing, Oh, that someone will give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is it not the blood of men who went in jeopardy for their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. And these things were done by the three men. In other words, when they brought that water to him, it was such a big miracle that he offered it to the Lord. I'm prophesying to a few people's lives. You are going to connect with the vision of this ministry. And because it's, it will sound as impossible task, from today you begin to change your perception. You begin to change your worldview. When it so happens and God blesses you, you will on your own say, I will not even do tight again. I will double and triple my tight. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you the story of someone very soon who did that and never regretted it. So David was a man who never suffered limitation at all. So when I was praying and I was going through this study, I said, oh my God. So indeed, it is really, really possible that we can be unlimited. And that is the message I am bringing to you today. Be that unlimited man. And the grace of, by the special grace of God, you will have a testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus, as God did it in those days, he's still doing it today. God, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus himself says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all those other things we chase. You know, Matthew 6, 33, in the Sermon on the Mount, you say, well, others say, what are we eat? What are we going to do? Some will not come to church today. Ask them, they say, well, I'm thinking of how I will cover my bill. I'm thinking of how we do this. You see, that is warped logic. Instead of going to the supplier of all good things, they will stay back. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto it. There's a man of God I respect so much. A father in the Lord that was Pastor E. Adebo. I read one of his books. Today, everybody is saying, oh, this man is so blessed. 
When God called him into the ministry, the only house he had in the village, he sold. Not that he sold it when he got the second one. No. The only one. He sold it and put it in the ministry. That was when they were still struggling to pay salary. And when you look back and you see what God is doing redeem today, you say, ah, this man is, uh, is blessed. You will also be blessed in Jesus' name. The Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Now, my mission today, as I begin to look at time, I have just 20 minutes to go. It's actually to give you six nuggets, six things that you need to be that unlimited man. And even for women, those six things you need to be that unlimited woman. I'm not saying this in any way exhaustive. No. But if I, if I do that, that will arouse your curiosity. And as you walk with God, God can add more and more to it. But those six things, please, don't forget. What are those? What are those? Praise the Lord. The first, of course, is salvation. Uh, just as the, the Lord spoke to this uh, Syrophoenician woman when she said, oh, come and heal uh, my, my child. She said, look, it's not good to eat, use the man's feed and put it to feed the dog. He said, I am servant to the Lordship of Israel. If you are here and you haven't yet given your life to Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then, 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 you haven't started at all. Because all the other things we'll do, it will be a build-up on this. I believe everyone here has that personal relation. But if you do not, we're going to give opportunity, no matter how pressured we are, that you first connect. That is the first thing to do. That is the first thing to do. Every other thing is ephemeral. That is the first thing to do. Even if by chance you are already rich, you are this, you are that, it does not matter. You still need Christ. God did not say, oh, Colonius was a good man in Acts chapter 12. Oh, a good man. You're giving arms and so on and so forth. He didn't deserve it. He said, your arms and all this have come to me as a memorial. He still sent Peter to him. Hallelujah. To save his life. So salvation is very, very important. It's the very first step. Very, 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 very first step. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 10, that the long, young lion shall lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek God will not lack any good thing. Praise the Lord. Amen. By the special grace of God, I came to know the Lord sometime in 1981. And my life had never been the same since then. I was very indigent as a student. I was at 011, you know. I, I, I couldn't afford three square meals in the university. 011. So I was a member of the first 11 by, by, by 12 when they opened refectory. You know, because the hunger pack will have caught up on me. Can you imagine? Somebody uh, 20, 21, having not eaten breakfast, won't he be hungry at 12? He will be hungry. But thank God, because I knew the Lord, God began to, you know, order my way here and there. How come I know Akute very well? My first house is in Akute. Uh, I bought the land for 13,000 naira, and it took me six years to build that house. Yes, 13,000 naira. You see, that's why you shouldn't despise the years of little beginning. Yes, Praise the Lord. Don't despise the little beginning. Just follow God. When you follow God, a lot of time it may be difficult, but very soon you are going to be like that person. You know, the Bible says they will hold the garment of he who is a Jew, and they say, your God I will follow. That will be your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. But salvation first. So God moved me from Akute to Ogudujiare, and by the grace of God today, I have a small hut 
in Banana Island, where I live. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please, Psalm 37, verse 19. It says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. That is, uh, uh, sorry, it says, in time of famine, you shall be satisfied. Psalm 37, verse 25 says, I've been younger now, I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. No, you see begging bread. You will not beg for bread in Jesus' name. But it is only because you are a child of God. If you are not, then the grace will not extend to you. But the grace will extend to you today in Jesus' name. Abraham's story was turned around when he knew the Lord. And you can see all of that in Genesis chapter 12, 10 to 17. So the first thing is salvation. The second, very quickly... Is that you need to fear God and delight in his commandment. You know, it's not by mistake that the book of Psalms began with that. Blessed the man that, you know, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his desire shall be in the law of God, and in it shall he meditate day and night. And he said, it shall be like a tree planted by the riverside that brings out his fruit in due season, his leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. You need to fear God, brethren. When you fear God in all things, things may be rough at the beginning, but things will turn around for you in Jesus' name. I love Psalm 112. Let's read Psalm 112, verses 1 to 6. I love that Psalm so well. He said, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. He said unto the upright, there arises in the light in the darkness. There shall be that light in the darkness of your life in Jesus' name. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. A good man deals graciously and lends. You will lend, you will not borrow. In the mighty name of Jesus, and so on and so forth. Brethren, when you fear God, God makes things happen in your life. He makes things happen in your life. We need to know, we need to fear God, man. Today we have so many men who do not fear God. That's why Nigeria is where it is today. There is election, there is significant vote buying, you put money, you know, you do all of these things. It is because you don't fear God. If you fear God, you will not do that. And that's why the nation is upside down. But let's continue to pray that those who fear God shall rule. He said that when the righteous reigns, the people rejoice. And the opposite happens when these other ones, when they do. But God will deliver Nigeria in the name of Jesus. Thirdly, you have to be a disciplined father. You must be a disciplined father. There are so many fathers today. They are not fathers. I call them spam donors. You know, I, I was going through some, uh, so they say, a man who can impregnate is a father. Who, say, who tells you? Why are there fatherless people all around the place? A man who can impregnate. Can he be a father? No, that, that one cannot. But you can see a father who, do not have, who does not have biological children, and yet he has thousands of children. That is a real father. That is a real father. The Bible says if a man does not provide for his own, he's very hard. He said he has denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. You must be a disciplined father. When it comes to devotion, don't be a runaway father. You should be the chief priest of your house. In the morning, in the evening, at least one of those two occasions, there must be a time when the whole family will gather. In my house, it's my wife and I in the morning, and then in the evening, all of us. 
You must. You must be disciplined. One of the things why Abraham, one of the reasons why Abraham was so much loved by God was because of that. In Genesis 18, 19, he said, would I hide all of this from Abraham? He said, because I know him. He's a discipliner. He will teach his children. He will do this and that. He was giving a good testimony about Abraham. Brethren, we're here. We're wearing good and nice clothes. How disciplined are you? If I ask you to go and sit somewhere and say, okay, let the wife come and let's talk. Will she say so many good things about you? Some of them for peace. They just don't talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk. So that there will be peace. But, but that, it, shouldn't, that, it shouldn't be so. You must be a disciplined father. Job was a disciplined father. So much that God was making a boast of him in Job chapter 1, verse 1, verses 1 to 5. The Bible refers to him as a very devoted man, a blessed man, somebody who, who is so disciplined. You know, and verse 5, God told, um, sorry, verse 5, the Bible says that even the day of feasting, in addition to taking care of his children, praying and doing all sorts, he will even make sacrifice on behalf of his children. Paradventure, they have committed sin. And verse 9, the Bible now says, God now making a boast and said, have you considered my servant Job? That was when God uh, had an encounter with the, with the devil. Satan was moving up, and I think it was verse 10 or so. He says, have you considered my servant Job? He's a righteous man. He's a perfect man. And so on and so forth. Can that be said about you? You must be a disciplined father. Praise the Lord. Joshua, in Joshua 24, 15, he called the people together. He was already singing his non dimities it was, it was like a valedictory speech. He called them together. He said, well, I'm going to, so, so soon I'm going to leave the midst of you, but please choose you day, this day who you will serve. Whether it is the God of the Amorites, the God of your forefathers, when they were on the other side. He said, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know what that means? Your house, the responsibility for your house is within you. God will hold you responsible. If your house is not a godly house, if they will not, he will not hold your wife responsible. It's you he will hold responsible. You must, you, must, you, must, you must be able to now to sit up. You know, tap the man by your side. Say, sir, please sit up. In your house, sit up. You must sit up. The Bible says, as busy as Eli was, God was not impressed with him because he didn't take care, he didn't train the children so well. He had to call the little uh, Samuel and reported him. He reported, uh, he, he reported Eli to Samuel and said, see what he has done. And he, said, so he didn't tell his children, Ophni and Phinehas, they were terrors among the people. And he said, I will do a thing in Israel that will make the ear of those who hear to tingle and I will judge their house. He died the very day the children died. That will not be their portion. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You must be a disciplined father. When you are a disciplined father, we will have a disciplined home. When you are a disciplined home, you will have a disciplined church. Then we will have a disciplined nation. And that's when God begins to pour the grace, the wealth, the longevity, every good thing that he has designed for an unlimited man. That is when you can begin to tap from it. In the mighty name of Jesus, that will be your portion in Jesus' name. You must be an incredible giver. Praise the Lord. Before then, as a disciplined father, let me go to, before I talk about incredible giver, you must be a hard-working father. 
The two of them are interrelated. It is when you are disciplined that you become hardworking. And the Bible says in Romans 12, 11, that you must not be slothful in business. You must be fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord. Praise the Lord. You must not be slothful. You see many men today, they are so lazy. 10 a.m., they are still sleeping. It's 6 in the evening, they are watching television. From one session to the other, from one program to the other, they, know it. they even know it ahead. CNN, uh, this, 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 and so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what happens to the, Thank you. At the end of the day, they are not hardworking, and the, 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 the family is poor. A lot of us, the poverty is not an affliction of the devil. It is by our own making. Please, let's note this, that hard work does not kill. Hard work does not kill. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, 6 to 11, it's that we should learn from the little ants. You can see how small the ants are. Very, very little, very tiny. It said, learn from the ants. That what they do is that they gather their food during summer. In other words, they make the haze while the sun shines. And then they do what? They, during winter when they cannot go out, that's when they distribute. Brethren, if you are still below 50, 60, you better work very hard. By the time you are my age, health may not allow you. So many other things may not. Even if you are the best in the office where you work, they will still say, go, because of age. I want to tell you, please, 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 let us be hardworking and make face while the sun shines. If you are coming to tell me to time up, I know. I will leave. Okay. Praise the Lord. Number five, you must be an incredible giver. Number, no, number four, I said a hardworking father. Number four, you must be a hardworking father. I've said salvation, number one. Number two, the man that fears God. Number three, a disciplined father, like Abraham, like Job. Number four, a hardworking father. A hardworking father. You know, the Bible says in Second Thessalonians 3.10, whosoever does not walk is not fit to eat. In my church, when people come and sleep notes in my hand, I see if you are able-bodied, and then you say, give me 10,000, give me 5,000, I'm not impressed with you. What have you been doing with your time? I tell you this, no man is really, really 100% unemployed. It's because he hasn't interrogated his brain what he has to do. We must be hardworking. So don't, don't indulge them. Don't indulge them in the church at all. If they are lazy, be bold to tell them they are lazy. Let them walk. Praise the Lord. It is when you walk that God will multiply. You cannot have zero. God will not multiply from zero. No. In 2 second, second Kings chapter 4, that widow, that woman, you know whose children you know, were taken because of the death of that prophet, Elisha said, he said, what do you have? He said, I have nothing but little oil. Which means, according to her power, she still created some wealth. Elisha would have been helpless if she had nothing. Some of us, we, well, oh, okay, uh, you see that you have nothing. You will collect from brother so. You will collect from brother this. Next month, you are coming again. Abba! Find something to do. Praise the Lord. Number five, you must be an incredible giver. The unlimited man is an incredible giver. A good example is King Solomon. We learn from the scripture... That even though, you see, his father David gave, but he gave, you know, in a way that moved the hearts of God. In 1 Kings chapter 3, 1 Kings chapter 3, 4 to 28, you know, the Bible says Solomon offered a thousand offerings to God. A thousand offerings, so much that God was impressed with him. And in the night when 
he, he was dreaming, God gave him a blank check. He said, just tell me. Just give me anything you say I will do. Brethren, it is where you begin to grieve in an incredible manner that God will bless you. Again, I, I said I wanted to talk about a man. He's someone I have a lot of respect for. He retired from Shell. He's in the U.S. now. A very good friend of mine. I won't mention his name. But he told me about two, three years ago that he told God that why he will continue to be faithful with his tithes, that any money he gets outside his tithes, between him and God, he will share 50-50. Does that sound silly or foolish? It wasn't. He said, well, from his regular salary, I'll pay my tithes and my offering, but if you bring windfall one way or the other, not true deal, so not, not any wuru-wuru. If you bring windfall and you surprise me, that surprise I share with you 50-50. He has never regretted it. If I tell you how rich this man is, <laughs> yeah, his family live in Canada, he still, he still comes to Nigeria. If I tell you how rich it is, you will, you will not believe it. Praise the Lord. I remember in those days, my wife and I, they would make an altar call. We want to do this, we want to do that. We would give sacrificially. Sometimes we'll be crying as we're going home, driving home. That can we really afford it? But God has never, never disappointed us. Praise the Lord. Some will be wondering, why is it in Banana Island? They say land in Banana Island is world of billion. Don't mind them. This is how they will come and preach. Meanwhile, they are cutting this. I bought Banana Island 10,000 naira per square meter in 2002. The same square meter now costs 1.3 million square meter. So you see, if God arrests you and you will have one or two or three plus of that, and look at what it is today, you are a billionaire. Look, there are people who still make money through clean means. Open that prosperity by your incredible giving. And I want to tell you, it's been tested, and you will be a beneficiary in the mighty name of Jesus. Many a time, your pastor will come here and share a vision with you. Don't say, oh, this is incredible, this is this and that. If you key into it and you believe God, God has never disappointed me. Sometimes I sit down, I left office, I never, for 10 years, I never took bribe from anybody. And people came who, they wanted to set up a bank, and they came to me, they said, okay, come and be part of it. I said, I don't have money. They said, we know, but you will still be part of this bank. Even if it means paying for your shares, and you will be the chairman. So when people see me today and say chairman of a bank, they say, ah, those people, they... Look, there are a thousand and one different ways by which God can bless you. Yes, I want to challenge you today. The unlimited man is an incredible giver. In the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, 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 you must be a man of integrity. You must be a man of integrity. Integrity today in the world is out of fashion. But I can tell you today, if you don't want prosperity from the devil, that's the one you have, and EFCC will be chasing you tomorrow and next tomorrow and whatsoever. If you want it from God, the Bible says it's the blessing of God that maketh rich and has no sorrow. God was telling the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 8.18 that I am the Lord that gives you power to make wealth. If you want that kind of wealth, then you must know that it must be through the righteous way. You must be a man of integrity. Our apostle knows a senior friend of mine who was also in Peak Merchant Bank. We share the office together today. I will not mention his name, but he knows him very well. When we were in Peak Merchant Bank, we went chasing a transaction. And that transaction was a very good transaction. We were to make so much money for the bank, but they wanted to give here and I 500,000. 500,000 then was like 50 million today. A lot of money. And we said, no, we will not take. 
Ah, they said, how foolish are you? They said, no, add it to the bank. They said, no, we cannot add it. This is for you. And we said, well, this is king's meat. We will not partake in it. Unknown to us, that was transaction that had been banned by Central Bank. If we had partaken in it, I would have lost my job, and I would have, and that is a man who would have become the deputy governor of Central Bank. Can you imagine? Brethren, you want to be the unlimited man, you must be man of integrity. The Bible says in Psalm 25, verse 21, that the integrity of the, uh, the integrity and uprightness will preserve you. The Lord will make you a man of integrity. And Proverbs 11, 13 says, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treasures destroy them. Brethren, Father's Day reminds us of the awesome power of God to restore us to our original state, the unlimited man. God has paid the price through our Lord Jesus Christ, who became poor, that we might be rich. It is now left to us to appropriate this into our lives. Happy Father's Day. Let us pray. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. I don't know if God has touched your heart in respect of any of the things I've mentioned. Let's begin to pray. I want you to begin to talk to God, whether you are a man, a woman, or a young boy, a young lady. Have you been blessed by this summer? Where has God touched you? I want you to pray. and say, I want to be that unlimited man. I want to be that unlimited woman. I want to be that unlimited lady. I want to be that unlimited person. Pray to God. Pray to God. Pray to God. And while others are praying, I don't know if you are here, and you haven't yet given your life to Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have opportunity to do so now. You have opportunity to do so now. Five seconds, four seconds, three seconds, two, one. So we are all believers. Glory be to God. The second and final call I will make, particularly men, or by a woman you can also follow, you have been walking like an elephant, but you've been earning, you know, like an ant. And it appears so much effort, so little output. I'm going to lay my hands upon you today. And things will turn for the better. I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. Makuri kele bahara bashin keria. Yere mama marakala basin te keria ni kaliba ha. Malere keli mani rapahakara. Oh, salvation. Okay. Yere mama. Okay. Salvation. Please. Mommy will pray. Mommy will pray for him. I will pray finally. Makuria ni keli basan takarabahi. Yere le rabakara bashin de rabakaile. Yere manan karabakuri ni kazibasin de rabak. Makuri kaliba harakara shin de I want you to open your hearts to God. Open your mouth and begin to talk to God regarding that matter. I have assurance from God that so many, so many things, bodies are lifted at Calvary. So many bodies will be lifted today. Today, 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 you are going to have a new turn of things in your life. Something will happen to you today that you will refer to every day of your life. I want you to open your life. Open, 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 open your minds. Open your mouth and begin to talk to God regarding that matter. Regarding that matter. Regarding that matter. It may be for your sake I had to come. It may be just for the sake of one man. It may be just for the sake of one man I had to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to bring your prayer to a close. 
In Jesus' precious name we pray. Precious Father, we thank you. We bless your name because you are a good God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, because you brought us this way because you want to touch the lives of many. Oh, Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We lift up your name. Blessed be thy name in Jesus' name. Behold your people, O oh Lord. They have poured out their hearts unto you. Father in heaven, I cannot, it's not possible for me to lay hands on each and every one. But as I raise my hands and wave it, wherever they are, so long as they are hearing my voice, I pray there shall be transformation in their life. In the mighty name of Jesus, there shall be deliverance in Zion. And holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. I decree today, possess your possession. Possess your possession. In the mighty name of Jesus, those of you in debt, in debt, that debt has seemed so much. From today, that burden will be lifted. The Lord will grant you opportunity, as he did that widow, that that debt will be repaid. In the name of Jesus, you launch into your abundance right now. In the name of Jesus, there are some of you that have court cases that I make a decree. That in that case, that case, that case will not sink you. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will come back with testimony. In the name of Jesus, some of you are threatened in your place of employment. Father in heaven, I pray. Instead of unemployment, you will give them a raise. In the name of Jesus, you said that, Lord, while others are cast down, there shall be lifting for them. There shall be lifting for them. In the name of Jesus, yes, Mordecai was to be dead with. He was to be not just to, be, to, to lose employment, or, but to lose his life. But he eventually got a raise. And the person who caused Haman had to go even into the gallows. Anyone after your life, anyone after your life for the sake of righteousness, I decree God will baptize them in the order of Haman. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree that from today, you will be victorious. In the name of Jesus, it doesn't matter how long they have been pursuing you. From today, they have reached the dead end. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive your victory. Receive your victory. Thank you, Father. Blessed be thy name. In Jesus' precious name, I pray.